Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Five riders up the road, a bit of a breakaway. Stage one, Basque Country. Jonas Grigor of Uno X. He was one of them. So is Pascal Einkorn making his debut at the Tour de France. They were joined by uh, Valentin Ferrin from Total Energy. A couple of other riders as well. Lillian Kamjan, a late addition Scraped to the breakaway. Just, uh, just about got there from Antimarche Circus And the other rider I've completely forgotten, erased from history. Oh, Simon Guglielmi, wasn't it, from Arkea Samsic. Yeah. Those riders never given much more than around about one minute and 43. Acorn. Inkhorn, yeah, I mentioned him, yeah. yeah. Inkhorn and Gregor battling each other for the King of the Mountains, all in vain because they didn't make it far enough into the stage to contest the points at the top of the only Category 2 climb, which was quite hard in the end. But by that point, the peloton was intent on bringing it all back together, so they did. But when they hit the climb, Nielsen Paulus got on the front, didn't he, from EF? And it uh, looked like he was just riding for his GC leaders, but actually he's riding for himself, and he just popped off and picked up the five points and the King of the Mountains jersey. And down onto the descent they went, uh, all the way to the Pique Bidea climb, which was what it was all was going to be about and Tadej Pogacar had his team on the front and then Jumbo Visma had their team on the front and then Tadej Pogacar had his team on the front there's a confident well we haven't quite got there because the first thing that happens on the pick of a day of climb is Felix Grosschartner I don't know if he even intended to but Didn't. he got a gap on the climb and all of a sudden he was off the front and then he came back and started doing work at which point uh, Pogacar then attacked off his off the pace of his last man uh, took Vinegar with him, who didn't do anything other than follow Pogacar's wheel today, and Victor Lafay of Cofidis, who won weird. a stage at the Giro a couple of years ago, but against, you know, relatively modest opposition, mm -hmm. and at the Giro de Salle. All of a sudden, he's climbing up the steepest climb in the Basque Country with Tadej Pogacar and Jonas Vingegaard. What's that all about? Look like Brilliant he's picking football. his nose as well. Picking his nose? Yeah. Yeah. Um, then what happens? Uh, well, you didn't mention the last man was Adam Yates. Oh, yeah, of course. The last yeah. man, was, which is quite a, a personal That's point. Significant. That's quite yeah. significant. So he then got dropped off. And the only rider that was making it closest, best of the rest, yep. his twin brother, Simon, Simon Yates. Yates. Twin. Yep. Identical twin. Yeah. And, and of course, then everyone else was behind. Well, there's a little group behind, Jason yeah. back on. And at that Yumbo. point, you saw Jumbo Visma. They've got the numbers there. The They'll numbers. bring this back. The Yates brothers have only got a few seconds. Yeah. Still got 9K, 8K to yeah. go. That, that'll come back. And it didn't. And it didn't come back, so in the end yeah. it was double Yates, and double then Simon Yates. Yates cracked, and Adam Yates took his first ever victory at the Tour de France. I've got a theory about behind why. They were able to even put time into Jumbo Visma. Go on. The, the identical twin brother theory. Imagine being off the front in the Tour de France with your identical twin brother that you've spent your whole life with training years. and racing. Imagine how much extra power. That's true, actually. That that's, a psych that's, that's a psychological. That's like actually proven in psychological um, testing that when you're you doing it be able for to a, feel your likes. a blood relative. And what was interesting, they were because you had twins there are is, amazing. There is also they are, the, aren't they, Pete? Oh yeah, to be a twin must be amazing. The background of the eights, it was That's always like Simon. <laughs> yeah, same person. It was always Simon. Twenty that years was, different. It was always Simon <laughs> that was the kind of better of the two growing up. You same know, shoes. Simon Yates. Same height. Simon yeah, he Yates. was. He was the GB boy. Adam Yates was Simon the Dave Yates. Rayner boy. Yes, thank you. Okay. Um, and he was the best one, kind of, and you thought, well, this is weird. Mm. 
and you kind of, kind of couldn't tell because there was a sense that you always know they, they, there is no gift between those two. You know? yeah. And yet they did just ride in a completely symbiotic fashion. There not was a word spoken. Not a word them. spoken. And madness. And it was because you were looking afterwards, and, and even in his post race interview, Adam Yates said, I wish Simon had just ridden a little bit less. He almost rode me off the wheel. And then what was it, about 300 meters to go, 400 meters to go, Adam comes around him. But again, there was no kind of, if they were racing to kind of beat each other, Adam wouldn't have come around him, yeah. would have left him there. So yeah. they were genuinely just riding their heart out yeah. and seeing yeah. who got to the line yeah. first. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. It was genuinely historic. I mean, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't search the hard drive of memory banks in enough, with enough efficiency um, and accuracy to remember that Frank Schleck and Andy Schleck had won a stage of Cadell's Tour 2011 yeah. as yeah. a 1-2. But two differences. They were on the same team, mm -hmm. which I think is a huge difference, actually. Huge. Um, and because uh, that was the extraordinary complication, the fact mm -hmm. that they were on different teams. Leaders yeah. on different, well, he's kind of co-leader and leader. Yeah. Amazing. And what's the other difference? They're not, They're identical. not identical twins. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, but this is unforgivable of me, the only other time it's happened in history that oh, two brothers it? have finished one and two, apart from the Schlecks, was in 1923. No. no. Bless you. <laughs> Are you joking? It was the day before the stage in my film. Henri huh. oh, Pellissier won the right. stage to Brest with Francis's brother in second place. You and that's dropped it. a so ball there. How did I not know wait, that? Wait, wait. You could have plugged your book on TV <laughs> legitimately. <laughs> but let's just, let's just hang, on, hang on a sec. Let's take a step back, right? 1923. Yeah. yeah. 2023. Yeah. yeah. Identical brothers. They weren't identical. Okay. Pellissiers weren't identical. Brothers. They were brothers. Bro that's weird. Again, though, they were on the same yeah. team. Oh, but I mean, still, it's very weird. The, the only, the only other time it's happened, it's very weird that it happened <laughs> on the day before <laughs> this obsessive book I've written about stage four of the 1923. It was stage three of the you 1923. Could have literally said the only time it's happened is 1923. 23 on stage three. Stage yeah. three. Yeah, available from all good bookshops. <laughs> but it's incredible. Stage three. There's stage something. Three. Yeah. There is something going on there is something going on because I, all the time I was writing that book you've read it David yeah. the echoes of a hundred years ago I know. keep coming back to my life Etna erupting and now two brothers winning you know you're manifesting sort of it guys. absolutely oh, yeah. incredible yeah. putting it's the thoughts incredible. into the universe but but they were on different teams and that's what made this amazingly interesting and mm. tr genuinely historic I mean that's never happened before huh. that's never happened before Tour de France always does something every year that has never happened before and we've just seen it, bang, on stage one. Brilliant, isn't it? It's really good. And I loved just how Tade posted it for third place. Kind of almost a post with such joy and emotion that you thought that he didn't realise there were two riders off the front. Yeah. At first, that was literally my initial thought was he doesn't know off the front. Of course he knew, but it was, he was literally celebrating oh, when he I knew, won. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew completely and it was just an awesome post. I mean, Adam attacked off. Like, Bogaccio was on his wheel. Yeah. That was also quite something wasn't it yeah, yeah. it wasn't yeah. like he came from behind because he said I'm sure oh no it was Simon who must have said he came from behind to get across yeah. and he had yeah. speed yeah. but Adam literally went off the, f the, the front of the bike race yeah well we spoke I'm sure we spoke about this either in the pod or before just amongst ourselves about the importance of Yates yeah mm. being the Roglic yeah, character yeah. so Yates is yeah. Yates is to Tade what Roglic mm. was to Vingegaard last year and in, but in spades now because he's in the jersey and he's in great form. Yeah, and the yeah. way the the way UAE road today it's was just cool. Lead. Oh, it was so Weren't cool. They, they so just cool. kind of just kind of being a bit anarchistic. Is that a word? 
and on the front, kind of. They're just so relaxed. With just relaxed, come up occasionally, ram it, and then they literally just waited till the end, and then we're just smashing it. And cool. one notable thing Adam said in his post-race interview is like they're looking to take time. So what? Two things. It's like they're riding completely different to any other GC team we've seen in the last twenty years. Secondly, they're looking to take time wherever they can which is also goes against the grain a bit because it's always yeah. been conserve, conserve. One big hit. Wait until you get into the mountains, you know. And they, they just want to attack the race whenever they can. Which is how they're going to win it. But, but then you've it's got like, to in modern racing, oh, haven't you? To stage one. That's, what, that's, my, that's one. my concern. To <laughs> <it's> stage <laughs> one. Can you, it, it, <laughs> can you win the tour riding like that or are they going to come unstuck? Further down the line, I think Pogacar can. Uh, he oh, he, looked, can, he yeah. looked so effortless today. Uh, it's not inconsiderable. That what is it? Twenty-two seconds that Vingegaard's down on Adam Yates. All oh, right, isn't yeah. it? Right, ten-second time yeah. bonus. Yeah. And I think was it twelve seconds? Twelve seconds. Second, second so gap. Second gap oh, there were time bonuses time. on the line. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. 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 T- Twenty-two seconds to Adam Yates. That's significant. <laughs> he's got to take that back. You know, yeah. and he, it, yeah, he probably will. But yeah. He's got to do it at some point, doesn't he? You know, it's kind of. So interesting. Mm. So interesting. Uh, yeah. P- Vinegar's so obsessed with Pogaccio, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Like, well, why wouldn't so. he be? Rightly, no, <laughs> yeah. no, but I mean to the point where he can't see what's going on around him in the race. He's just so, that attack yeah. him. He was just, he didn't care who was attacking or what was going on mm. in today's stage. Mm. All he cared about was literally what Pogaccio was doing. That was it. He, he just looks more stressed than Pogaccio, he does doesn't look, he? He does, yeah. He looks permanently yeah. on the brink of stress. I mean, he's physically in such great shape. Yeah. But he's now at the race that matters, the only race mm. that matters. Yeah. You can do that at the Dauphiné. You can do that at the Gran Camino. Yeah. Now it's the Tour de France, and Pagach has arrived here. And by yeah. the evidence of what we saw today, he's when he unleashed form. when he unleashed his sprint, oh. it was put two or three bike lengths yeah. into Vingegaard almost immediately. Yeah. It was kind of the, the, ex, the explosivity was obscene. That yeah. stress yeah. has got to be draining as well throughout three weeks of your consciously. A little bit more tight, a he little bit Never anywhere other than in the front ten of the right of the right. The whole know, day. The yeah. whole day. Yeah. Sat there the whole day was Tade was doing his thing, was he drifting around? Mm. the back a little bit, kind of in the middle. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden boom at the front when it matters, then back again. Yeah. It's just was, like was Pickcock in the front group? No. I <laughs> I, I, had, I had a well, real pick. I had no. a pickcock block. I had a pickcock block. Oh pick yeah, block. yeah. That was so obvious as well. That it was Kriakovsky. <laughs> so obvious. Oh, I was I sat know. there thinking. Oh, I yeah. know. Amateurs. Well, I know now. I don't know what was going through our minds. No, it's just you put it in your head. And, and then that's we went. It. And then we went. And then I did it again we over the top. Rodriguez. Yeah. Then it's Rodriguez. And then I had to go. No. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's not Pickcock. No. It's Rodriguez. Actually, it's not Rodriguez. It's Kwiatkowski. I don't know what I was thinking. It's because yeah. I just yeah. wanted Pickcock to be there. So what I did Ineos so. get out of today? Where, where were like? Did they well, have someone in the front well, group? Pete, what did I say to you this morning about who will emerge as their best GC rider? Yeah, and he was. The rest were dropped. Oh right, he was in that group with the favourites. Fair play, that's a shout. Yeah, how yeah. far behind was that third group then? Hey, how far behind was the third group? Uh, what the Alaphilippe group? Yeah, About forty seconds Oof. off the top of my head, something like that. It's a chunk of change. Yeah, I think Bardet was in that group yeah. as well. Uh, Pino looked in good form. Oh, he was good. Fourth, was in fourth that in the stage. Group as well, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting, but it's it is only stage one. Yeah. yeah. How did you enjoy your work today, Pete? Really, yeah, enjoyed it. It's quite, yeah. You know what? Starting in Bilbao compared to Copenhagen, I don't know if, it, and also sometimes the zone technique where all the our trucks that we work out of, yeah, that was so spacious. Yes, that's a good point. It just made the whole stage feel less stressful. 
That's, That's true. like a very good point. It didn't feel like anyone was on top of you. There was loads of grass. It was catering was nearby. Uh, it was uh, the transfer was down the one k away from the finish. I actually the whole day just felt com- really easy. In one of my books, I wrote about, I wrote madly about um, the zone techniques. And the way they're, they're a bit like an octopus going through like obstacles, aren't they? They can change, you know, oh, can't get through that little gap. And oh, the yeah. zone technique, you know, sometimes it's really, really tight, isn't it? Or you're in a little town where it's built up in the side streets and all that sort of thing. Today was a massive park, mm. so it's all spread out. And I actually feel that um, something uh, unconscious, you could say, yeah, de-stresses the situation or feels a bit more relaxed. But on the other hand, it feels slightly less important. Hmm. Yeah, I wrote about that. It, it, it lacks intensity when it's all spread it out is, like that. It did actually, I like yeah. it when it's all packed in and we're all mm. on top of each other and you're tripping over cables and all that. I think it's folk, like really kind of like. And you bump into people. I didn't bump, bump into, into any people. people oh, didn't you? Oh, I take no. today out every day of the year. That yeah. for me was perfect. Yeah. The whole set. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. You didn't bump into anyone? No. Well, that's a lie. I bumped into Perry. Oh, Perry, of course. Yeah. 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 The, Welsh, um, the Welsh crew. Nearly bumped into Tor. Nearly bumped into Tor. Saw him. Well, I had to point him out. Uh, yeah. There, look, yeah, look over there, and you went, "Who's that?" And I went, it's "Only your ex-teammate, Tor Hushoft." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had my glasses on, <laughs> and it's his back. He looks pretty big. Yeah. On other news, in the zone technique after the stage, Cadell Evans tried to get one of the Basque hats. Hats. He could wa- rock that as well. He I could could totally root, see him yeah. wearing one. Um, on. Honestly, they had them stacked up in the VIP section just and, outside. And Cadell tried to black he one. Got, he got bl- he got pied. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Sorry, sir. These are for VIP only. <laughs> Did he say I literally won the Tour de France? Yeah, he said. I'll wait till my <laughs> friends from the SO hear about that. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. brilliant. Oh, God. But he's great, Cadell, isn't he? Isn't yeah. he? Oh, God. What an asset. Yeah, we're going to get him on the pod tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, for definite. Once in the car. Yeah. yeah. Once in the car. Should we talk about dinner last night? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Yeah, we should actually. I think we should talk about Yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah. So, um, Pete where did we get the recommendation? I think it's Tim's mate who now lives in Barcelona, spent a bit of time in Bilbao. Quite a wealthy so we mate. A, we had a list of seven restaurants. Yeah. First couple we couldn't get in. One of them, of which we have got in tonight. So, hopefully, we'll be on for another good one tonight. <laughs> but last night it was. Uh, go on, David. You can. Well, it was. We, we turned up, and obviously, it's Spain, so it was dead. And we were panicking that we were late, being British and not respecting our arrival time. Got there, there's only yeah, one but, other table. Yeah, but everywhere else was booked out. Everywhere so else was every booked Friday out. Friday night, the night yeah. before the tour, everywhere's booked out except for this the place pl- we go to. We walk in and it's yeah. pretty much empty, isn't it? There's, a, there's a, one other couple yeah. having a quiet dinner. And we opened the menu. Not a, a vast menu, but uh, quite a considered menu. And the starters were like minimum 30 euros, and then the main <laughs> courses were around 40 to First 50. thing that caught my eye was the steak, 83 euros. Yep, that was good. And 83 euros for a steak. <laughs> yeah, and a, quite a comprehensive wine list. Thankfully, Cadell, who we discovered is quite the sommelier. Yeah, well, I kind of knew that. Actually, you kind of knew that. Because the story that Charlie Regalis told oh, really? years ago, yeah, but quite I might have told it on this pod, but I'm not going to tell it again now. Okay, good. Um, he was he chose wine and graciously chose probably the cheapest Rioja on there, which ended up being beautiful, apparently. It was, yeah. And uh, what did you describe it as? 
Um, well, I kind of like semi-jokingly asked Cadell for a bit of a sommelier's, you know, what should we, you know, tasting notes. No, I mean, let's stuff. be fair, this conversation he had with the, what's the wine person called? This sommelier. sommelier. Where are we yeah. going? This. Where are we going is how it started. This this conversation went on for a, quite a while. Yeah. yeah. To the point yeah. where I was, I think he heard me because I was like, bloody hell. <laughs> 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 Any chance of all doing a wine? <laughs> um, he chose well. And then, well. yeah, it finally got to, where how, we, no, what are we... Where, where do we want to go? Where do we want to go with where the price? Where do we want to go? Yeah, where do you want to go? And you said, who said Andalusia? Andal- you did. Someone said, yeah. no, he said Did Andalusia. you say that? No, he, said, he, said, he's, no, he said Andalusia. He said Andalusia. He said it. Yeah, he Andalusia? Said it. Andalusia? And you were just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the first thing. So, yeah, it was a Rioja in the end. It was, yeah. a, it was it, amazing. It was amazing. A lovely Rioja. No, it was no. not like well balanced. that you get in a corner shop and like, you know, cost cutter down the road. Yeah. <laughs> it was different. Well, by dint of being much better. So, so then we had like big old glasses, didn't we? We did the whole swilling around thing. Cadell was taking it very seriously. Oh, yes. We weren't allowed to taste it until we'd done lots of smelling. Mm. And um, savouring it on the tongue. There was something that... Put it to the roof of your mouth. Roof of the mouth. So kind of pull it to yeah. your tongue, take it to the yeah. roof of your mouth, then breathe through your nose. Breathe through your nose. I kept. That I couldn't it, do that. Yeah. I, yeah. I found that really difficult. It's a bit like, you know, patting your head and... Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. On your stomach. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't breathe through my nose when I was doing something complicated with my tongue. I just couldn't do it. So I pretended to Cadell that I oh, really? was doing it. I you went, didn't. oh yeah, good pretending. But then it couldn't have, it couldn't have happened any better after spending half an hour being taught how to taste this wine. Mm. The poor waiter comes over with, with the a trolley, oil. with a trolley, like the olive oil and the olive, the and, olive and, oil and, and sourdough bread. It from 50 kilometers away, and then literally replicated the conversation we just had about wine tasting. Yeah, with, with the olive, olive oil. oil. Extra- I've never had that. It was like a tasting notes on the olive oil, wasn't yeah. it? And, but we had, and then we had like a thimble to pour it into. Yeah, I think we, I think we quite annoyed them with that, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. Because we all, we're all big fans of olive oil. I think every podcast listener is probably a big fan of olive oil. And this was high-quality olive oil. And, high, and, and good it, it bread to dip into with it. What, you know, which olive oil do you want to... Or which olive oil do you want to... And there was, there was hints of cacao in one, hints of whatever. And I said, the one yeah. with hints of olive olive. the most olive Overtones of olive, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and we were quite peckish because it was quite late. And there was just wasn't enough. There was a huge hunk of bread. We get massive, got fist-sized bits yeah, of lovely sourdough bread, bread. Was and like a thimble of, of olive oil, mm. which we did with the first dab. It yeah, was gone. Just so so it's like, can you bring the bottle, mate? But thanks. And we were just em- well, you just emptied it, didn't yeah. you? Basically. Yeah. And then we yeah. asked for more, and he went, "Yeah, I'll give you a little bit, but not that much more, because yeah. it was probably, I don't know, mm. fifty pounds a bottle or yeah. something." Then who walked in? Joaquin Rodriguez. Purito, Purito yeah. which was quite funny as well. That was <laughs> amazing. He totally dismissed, well, me and David yeah. and said hello to Cattell. Oh, no, came back to... Yeah. Sat down, yeah. then came back and said, oh, sorry, David. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Respect. <laughs> Respect. Respect. Still blank yeah, to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> First British winner of Alpe d'Huez sitting here. Yeah. Help me. Yeah. And yeah. then I asked Cadell, <laughs> apart from when you won in 2011... What else did you do at the Tour de France? Oh, like, yeah, where did you good. finish? Oh, this good. And he went, um, I, I won't impersonate Cadell. Yeah. I was almost went to do a Cadell impersonation there, but he's um, one of our colleagues, so I won't yeah. do that. And he's a lovely bloke. Um, but he said, he quite politely and firmly said, uh, second, second and fourth. Yeah. What? I know. He was really good. He was really he? good. Yeah. He made a point at breakfast about Cadell. Yeah, so I believe that he was the... The first, and this is probably quite a controversial thing to say, I think he was the first rider who was properly clean who won the Tour de France in 2011. And and I think he was the kind of the bridge to the new generation. 
because there were kind of, you always had within the peloton, this goes back because he's same generation as me, so he was in that generation where it was like the Lance Armstrong generation. And it was kind of held that Cadell was doing it the right way. And everyone kind of had so much respect for him because he never, never took a position on anything, just did his own thing and stayed out of all the polemics and, and eventually kind of did it. And it was like, wow, it's like that perseverance, that patience, that dignity kind of to, to persevere through and came so close to never doing it, finishing seconds to kind of riders who were questionable and always being there and kind of missing the opportunity. And then the same year when they won the World Championships in 2010, didn't he? No, it wasn't 2010, it was 2009. So it was like towards the end of his career where he started getting the big wins in direct correlation with the sport getting under control of the anti-doping kind of movement and the culture changing. But he was very much at the vanguard of that culture shift just at the end of his career. I mean, you know, if it had been a different time and place, Cadell would have, I think, won a lot more than one Tour de France. But yeah, I, I just find that quite, quite remarkable about him because he's never kind of gone been bitter about his career or anything yeah he never no. No. slung the mud around no. or kind of accused anybody or pointed the finger I yeah. mean you don't need to be when you've won the tour and been world champion yeah also it's true pretty amazing that isn't it yeah, yeah. I feel like he was the first GC leader with BMC to really start the riding on the front of the peloton beside the team who were effectively riding for the stage mm. or controlling it so I remember thinking that when I seen it yeah and then it was Team Sky kind of adopted it and we got a glimmer of his kind of uh, his leader style and captaincy today when we mentioned we were he was in commentary with us yeah and we talked about Louis Mankey's being at the back or Pidcock or somebody and he was and you, you said the Cummings position and he says yeah oh, yeah I know that uh, he was on my team and it's like I've had a few words with him about that <laughs> you could tell it was still kind of got to him that because they're on the same team yeah and Cummings yeah. So we all remember all the great things that Cummings did but. He just did his own thing, Cummings. He was either right at the back doing his own race or he'd be off the front of the breakaway trying to win. See, I can't remember him doing that at BMC because they were really regimented. Yeah. I, mean, I remember talking to Philippe Gilbert years ago about his years with BMC and I think they were pretty unhappy, actually. Mm. You yeah, know, they were very... Yeah. But you know that, yeah? And he just didn't like... He didn't like the, the all-in for one singular purpose yeah. kind of like and everyone has a defined mm. role. He didn't like it. It's a winner, mm. isn't he, Philippe yeah. Gilbert? Oh, yeah. So steve -o. But I can't really remember Cummings from that era particularly. I can just, no, not I mean, really. I, just can't, I, can't pick, I, can, I can picture him in the BMC kit, but I can't remember what he did really or where he slotted in. Yeah. Or, so maybe I think he, he didn't have the best time of it, did he? It was a couple he of years there. A couple of years at least. Yeah, yeah, before he went to Dimension Data. Well, that's yeah. so Dimension Data was perfect because he'd have no grief. They were just yeah. do what you want yeah. type of team. Exactly. But what, what I find amazing about Cadell is, I mean, how many years has he been retired now? Same, Same as year me. as David. Yeah. So, so and, nine years. And he still talks about cycling and well any it's not even cycling actually it must just be his personality with such intensity like he's yeah. still a rider yeah. yeah you know it's not like he's simmered down or no. came came away from the sport and changed or relaxed or yeah. he's so honor and intense yeah with mm. how he comes across which yeah yeah it's been brilliant it's quite, quite yeah. unique isn't it yeah it's been brilliant having yeah. him on. I'm, yeah. you know it's, i'm yeah. absolutely it's kind of cool that we've got a former winner on the team actually it's, it's, kinda it's like everyone has to up their game of it yeah yeah it's Cadell evans mate you know, it is. Knows, it is what, good. knows what it takes to actually win the race. Yeah, yeah it's a whole different to Chris perspective. Boardman. Yeah, <laughs> with respect to Chris. <laughs> I've got nothing but respect for Chris <laughs> Boardman. <laughs> but he didn't come close to winning it, did no. he? Nor did David Miller. No, I didn't either. But no, you are right, actually. When, like, especially after wor working with him today, you realise now almost why he did win the tour and get the results he did. Yeah. 
because you see it in how he comes across yeah. and the detail and the stuff he picks up in commentary and yeah. what he notices and what he talks about. By the way, he loved commentary. Oh, oh he loved it, didn't he? Could have stayed in there the whole time with us. Just by yeah. from listening to him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. It was good. But poor old boys, um, clothes, <laughs> his clothes went missing. I know. So he arrived yeah. in Bilbao yesterday and they haven't arrived, have they? No. So the reason he's not on the pod yes. today is because he's gone off. That's good news for me. It's great news. Explain why it's great news for you. Because he can wear chapter three t-shirts and... Yeah. I'm being worn on the telly. Being worn on the telly. No other option. No you other come option. To I literally came to rescue. It's thank goodness it's real, I'm here. It's really subtle branding, though. It isn't is. It? Yeah, no, it's fun. like you wouldn't know unless you know. Yeah, but now you know, podcast listeners. Yeah. You know. You know. Cadell yeah. Evans is being dressed by Chapter Three. Yeah. 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 But it's very discreet. Well, aren't we all? Yeah. Yeah. We're on the yeah, shoes. We're, yeah, we're rocking your shoes. Tell us about the shoes you've given us, David. Well, they're the prototypes of the Are they available transit to the general shoes. Public? Not I yet. No. I know. Well, we finished product. They went into. We did a pre-sale on them earlier in the year, but then we had. Because they're quite innovative, the kind of how they're being. They're using a biosol with no glue. The uppers then bonded in through this chemical reaction, and and they're made in Germany. And we just kept having these failures because it was a new, it was a new production technique. But we have a bunch that made it through. That these aren't perfect, but they're good enough to get out for you guys now to actually test properly and give them a go. I mean, I'm really proud of them. There's two versions. There's one that's clip-in. And there's one that's not, and Ned's wearing the flat sole non-clip-in, and Pete's wearing the clip-in version. We're going to eat some pedals and cleats. cleats or no, them in, but you wouldn't. You wouldn't yeah, you wouldn't know. know. That no. which is the point, because designers be trainers that you can for urban living, urban mobility. So for riding your bike and walking around, and and walking into somewhere and not looking like a cyclist, which was my ultimate goal with these. They're box fresh. I'm going to wear them every single day on the Tour de France. That's They're good. Be, yeah, see that's how good. they see how they stand yeah. after three weeks of the tour. That's the Dusty test. car parks and all that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're brilliant. Yeah, good. Really good. And Pete, you're wearing a extravagantly tropical coloured sort of pa- pink and pale blue Adidas. Yeah. Football football jersey. I don't really know. I wouldn't. Is it football jersey? It's very cool. I wouldn't know what to call it. But yeah. Fun. We yeah. did um, went with Matt Rendell to do interviews at the Ineos Hotel yesterday. Oh yeah. And he was taking forever, so I went to JD. The Spanish JDs are so so much cooler than. What is it? Literally JDs? No, J- JD Sport. You know the yeah yeah, yeah the European now. Yeah, oh, so the European thing. Yeah. The Spanish the Spanish one's so much better than the. <laughs> it's like out there, as you can tell, <laughs> <laughs> compared to the conservative British yeah. J- JD shops. So. Very nice. Yeah. Very good. Well, so last night in this lovely hotel, we're, sta- we're, we're sitting out on the terrace. That's been the other thing you said that it didn't feel like stage one today is because it's been quite relaxed. We're not in the car already racing to the next oh, place yeah, didn't, have to, didn't have to pack up this morning yeah. and kind of straight into the the yeah. shenanigans of yeah. circus road life yeah. it's kind of this has been quite a nice but this is how it should be I agree Pete there's no need to make it stressful well there is a need because we have to keep moving around don't we yeah no but f- <laughs> this is showing this is showing <laughs> that, it, that it can be like this yes so why is. would you do it differently it's true. It's kind of welter vibes for me. Yeah. yeah isn't it? Actually, oh, we we're in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's it as well. That all, that we're in Spain. Yeah. We're not Everyone's in Spain. We're in the Basque country. Basque yeah. country. But but it's got you know that. what I mean? It's, it's the same vibes. Difficult. I found that quite difficult at times today in the commentary just to tread the right line. Of yeah. Like, oh, is this Spain or is it the Basque country? Is it even okay to say we're in Spain? So, so actually, so interesting one on this. I thought about, uh, so Movistar, because Enrique Mas, poor, poor young man, is yeah. out of the race, leader of Movistar. Movistar is very much a Basque team, although it's in Navarra and Pamplona. Pamplona considers yeah. himself to be Basque. And uh, back in the day... They don't have any Basque. No, it used to I'm be... Gork, is it good? Yeah, yeah, so in the, the old days, because they've been around since the 80s with Reynolds and then obviously Bernesto with Miguel Indrain. And whenever a rider got the na- Spanish national championships, they wouldn't wear the jersey. 
they'd have just some subtle Spanish stripes. Oh, yeah. I Do you remember, remember that? that? Yeah. Because oh, yeah. Movistar would not no wear way. the Spanish national championship. And that was the reason. That was the reason. That's really interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's changed now, that. obviously, but that yeah. goes to show how kind of heated it was it back in the nineties. It runs yeah. deep. Do you know what? I've just seen Matt Stevens go past on a Chapter Three Brompton. Don't no way! Yeah, I fully lycraed up with a helmet. Legend. Yeah, yeah. Just seen it. Just. I gotta get some shoes, actually. It. What's he doing out here? Uh, he's working for GCN Eurosport. Don't know what he's doing. Oh, but I'm doing interviews. I and thought stuff they. Were, oh, okay. Got you. Yeah, because yeah. they're out of London. Aren't they? Yeah, never strays far, Matt Stevens. Never yeah. strays far as Matt Stevens. Yes. I think we can call him. Yeah. Ah, now talking of which, I think I can today make the announcement. That you remember at the Giro d'Italia? I don't know if you listen to any of those pods, Pete. We had um, uh, no, <laughs> we had occasional contributions, and they were really good from Charlie Quarterman. Yes, who was racing his first ever. I've actually seen him at the nationals. Charlie. Yeah, I had a good chat with him. A really nice bloke. Yeah, great guy. Is that first time you met him, or do you? Know first time, yeah. 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 Yeah, really nice guy. Did you thank him like for Chris contributing Froome. to the po- your podcast? Hey. Did you thank him for contributing to your podcast? Yeah, I did. Good man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Too right in the time trial. No, bit tired after the Giro. Actually, looks at the results. So sure. you've lost yeah. like three minutes, I think. Didn't do the road race, did he? Just did the time trial. Strange, isn't it? <coughs> yeah, he's no, probably realised he's so tired. It's quite hard, wasn't it, the road race? Oh, yeah. yeah, I know, but it's the nationals, isn't it? Yeah. Show up. Get it done. Turn up. Turn up. Well, talking <laughs> about a rider, t- talking about a rider who turned up at the nationals road race and did really quite well. Fred Wright. Now we, we put it out to you know vaguely mentioned it like to our to our listening public. Mm-hmm. Do you think we should have a rider to do the Charlie Quarterman thing and send us some voice notes every mm-hmm. now and again? Well, we've only gone and bagged Fred Wright. Yes, we've only gone and but I think it was the money that got it's it over the line. Yeah, must have been. Yeah, yeah. we've offered him a colossal fee, um, and yeah. he's responded in kind. So um, I am actually we've actually sacrificed our fee to pay yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he's certainly. Let's put it this way: He's on parity. There's we're no difference the between. There's yeah, no difference between for. what he's being paid and what yeah. we're being paid. <laughs> we're Let's very, put it uh, that way. Yeah. Um, Socialist but podcast. But Fred, uh, thank you, Fred. And he is actually probably going to send one today, but it might end up in tomorrow's pod, so it might be a bit what, one day out of sync sort of thing. But we well, can okay. resync it after as well. Okay. You might get into the routine once he's listened to it. Yeah. On the bus straight after. Yeah. And he's going to do it raw, just in the bus. Yeah. It's only like a brief voice note. Yeah. It needs to. You know, needs to pull his finger out and do it a little bit quicker. Yeah, I mean, you know, especially for the money that we're not paying him. Yeah. Um, it's not difficult, is it? But anyway, it's he got through today. I, I had a little message with him. He got through today okay, so it's all good. Good. So a message might land a bit later that I'll probably put in tomorrow's pod when we get in the car for the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, Is the guest going to sit front left? Now. Front right, sorry. Now me and then. you back. Y- you, back. you two in the back, no? Cadell on the yeah, front me, with yeah, me. Yeah, we've got me in the back. I was just thinking, we can't really put Kittle in the back, can we? Yeah, you can. We've got to be in the oh no, he's got to be, no, guest has got to be in the passenger seat. Yeah, next to me. always. Yeah, always. Especially That's good. feel safe for that. Especially our third guest. Yes. Yeah, oh, I can't yeah. mention. Oh yeah. They yeah. must definitely be in the in the front seat. Yeah. Um, and our second guest as well. Thinking about mm. it. Oh, I might front have just seat. dropped. You what? What? Might have just name dropped by accident there. Oh, what on the socials? On the no, on the mic about the second guest. No, you, you just name dropped them. I did by accident, yeah. Okay. I, I didn't, didn't even I notice. didn't hear that. Right. Was you do, is this one of where you did it in your head? No. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you I sure you didn't just do a Pete Kenya in your head to chat? It was not internal. I spoke it. Oh, did you? Yeah. I'll have to listen back. Oh, no, I won't listen back. Anyway, I'll just <laughs> I didn't hear upload it. the file, audio yeah. file and that's our podcast done. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to do that now. Oh, no. <laughs> I hope I'm not in trouble. Hi, Ned. Uh, yeah, so stage one in the books. Not as stressful as it could have been, I think. Just the nature of the course, it was 
such a high tempo the whole day. I can't quite believe we caught the breakaway so early. It was a bit of a bit of a surprise, but um, yeah, I, personally, I thought I'd I wanted to get over that second to last climb and help out a bit more. But no, I did what I could helping Peo and Mikel. I think Peo probably wasn't on the day that he wanted. I think he had a bit of an unfortunate puncture or something like that. But yeah, the uh, not a bad first day, Mikko with the the GC group. So yeah, it's been it's been all right. A pleasure in the stripes, of course. I had, it was nice actually. I had a few, quite a few guys coming up to me saying well done, which is always always nice. Just various other riders. Um, but yeah, it's a shame, you know, when you got such white kit. My my thinking at the finish was, I've, I've already sort of ruined one pair of socks, and it wasn't even that bad a day it was yeah so i've got <laughs> gray one set of gray socks now that's that's one set of socks gone <laughs> just after stage one with yeah 20 stages to go but yeah it's always the first stage you start you really don't want to think about how uh how long the uh how long there is left i think my my master reminded me that actually we have almost a day back pretty much a day in total on the massage table over a three-week grand tour which is <laughs> kind of mad when you think about it um but yeah day one hoping for a little bit a little bit more tomorrow see if i can yeah the last climb looks quite hard but i'd love to be able to get over it give the sprint a go but we shall see we shall see What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 